Yes, team, how are we? I hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. We have just finished up an incredible couple of days uh, out in Marbella for our final High Performance Coach mini-meet of the year. We had 20 plus of our coaches uh, fly out Thursday afternoon with a training session at Element. Mr. Dan Reeve taking the session, followed by steak in the evening. And then Friday morning, up dip for sunrise, a quick beach workout. I uh, went for some brunch and then we just played on the beach. Uh, we uh, had the Champions League final, which I lost. Mr. Dan Reeve won and uh, just tried to remove constraints and structure and the events that we run aren't always about being serious and strategy and clarity and planning and um, learning. It's actually allowing ourselves uh, the opportunity just to have fun, play, be spontaneous, be normal human beings, have normal conversation and just connect with other people <laughs> that are now on a very, very similar trajectory and a very, very similar kind of course to us. And being able to put these together, especially when you run a business, which can feel like an incredibly lonely and isolating place, being able to have a, a place where you can be you and you can now really be with other people who get it uh, is so, 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 so powerful. So it's so cool just to uh, remove the boundaries and just uh, operate in a little bit more kind of like fun and play and this kind of like non-structured way in comparison to everything being like really structured and ordered and when I look back at the course of this year uh, it's amazing just the amount of events that we have been able to spend uh, with so many of our coaches we had Glasgow at the start of the year we had 115 coaches uh, come in and get locked in over um, two days in order for them to get clear over 2023 we then ran a little mini meet in belfast manchester which actually wasn't in manchester the lake district which was a summer games barbecue and just uh being able to enjoy uh the good old british summer worthing glasgow murrayfield which was last month and now obviously having spain and we just want to be able to bring people together zoom and whatsapp and all those good things are fantastic but nothing really ever beats actually being physically uh in a room with people and actually now having a again a space where you now feel as though that you're working alongside people. Everybody has different values, different needs, different wants, et cetera, but you're all on a very, very similar path. And when you have that, it's incredibly powerful. And uh, I believe it's such a cornerstone of just growth, progress, but actually fulfillment and enjoyment as well. Because again, when you do go on this journey of uh, going it alone initially, you almost in my experience anyway, like separate yourself from obviously what you've now known. And there's quite often comfort in the collective. So when you're taking this step away, uh, it is quite daunting and you need to be able to now latch onto another group, uh, another group, another room, another group, um, and or another kind of few individuals that you now really feel as though that you can connect and you can just have the conversations and uh, the connections that you're now really looking for. So very excited for Old Trafford 2024, which is in February and planning, obviously, the content pipeline and uh, many more events to come. But today I wanted to take a little deep dive into some of the biggest lessons and uh, some of the biggest uh, points that I've now uh, put together over the course of each of the tune ups uh, that I now run every single Monday. And uh, our coaches typically walk away feeling fired up, energized, clearer, and uh, they have far more clarity and certainty off the back of these and everybody now comes in for a different reason. And for me, going into every single Monday, I'm actually creating these for myself, uh, in all honesty, and allowing myself just to really think, okay, what do I need right now? And when I do that, it feels far more aligned, it feels far more authentic, and it feels far more congruent than just creating content for content's sake. 
Uh, and so I wanted just to pull out some of the biggest kind of like takeaways that I've had. Uh, and also I now believe that the coaches have had as well, uh, which has obviously now led to them being in a slightly better place. So first things first, I took this actually from Shane Parrish and he spoke about how can you now out position yourself and are you currently positioning yourself for success? And we often talk about obviously now like trying your best and working, uh, you know, to, to the highest of your capacity. But before that actually happens, before the thing, are you actually now putting yourself in the best place in the best space in order for you to now be able to deliver on the thing? So for example, right now I'm recording a podcast. So I could now look at, right, okay, what did I do before this? How did I sleep last night? Uh, how has my nutrition been today? What have I consumed? Uh, where is my um, energy based upon, obviously, my workload and what I've had on? Uh, what have I now done over the course of this week thus far in order for me to now be able to prepare, in order for me to now feel clear and aligned um, over what it is that I'm now going to deliver on? Uh, and you can keep going back and back and back and back and back and back. The same with, obviously, training and all these other pieces. So even for you now going into the end of this week or even thinking about going into the start of next week, how have you positioned yourself for success? Not positioned yourself for success like right here, right now, but what did you do this morning? What did you do last night? Did you go to bed on time? Uh, have you now eaten the food that you now know from a cognitive, from a digestive and just from a nourishment perspective is now going to serve you? Uh, what have you been consuming? From a mentality perspective, what have, it, uh, what have you now uh, been kind of watching? How much time and space have you now allowed for yourself to spend more time being the relationships, the connection, the training, and everything in between? Because when you look at that, you're putting yourself in a far better place in order for you to now be able to win. Um, and therefore, the chances of actually now being able to bring more intent, more focus, more energy uh, into the activity that you're performing is far, far greater. And the big thing that I've learned over the course of this year is that it's not more and it's not new, it's better. How can I now continue to be better and iterate and continue to bring even more intention and quality to each and everything that I'm now trying to do instead of then trying to think I need to be like buckaroo and compound all of these different things and I need to be as busy as humanly possible because when you look at the inputs and the outputs, there's a few things that are now really going to move the needle. And so how can we start to think Am I setting myself up for success? Am I putting myself in the very best place in the very best position possible so that my future self tomorrow will thank my current self of today? Second thing, shifting gears and stepping into something new will make you feel like you're underperforming. And I spoke about this on Monday. Now, whether this is a niche change, whether this is now like you even potentially moving uh, in terms of like a different environment or even training, I remember when I first stepped out and stepped away from the bodybuilding and from the physique world, and uh, I pursued cycling the length of the country. And that for me was just so out with my norm of what I've experienced for the years prior. I hadn't been on a bike since my paper round when I was around 14. And there was a good period of time for about like eight to 12 weeks where I just felt like a complete novice. Uh, my ass hurt. I didn't really feel as though that I was able to perform the sessions to the level that I wanted to. And I really just felt as though that I was kind of 
a bit of a rabbit in the headlights because I've been so used to structure, routine, optimal, everything being absolutely bang on, operating at my absolute like best and, you know, competing to a, a, a pretty good standard, obviously within the bodybuilding, the physique world. So then when I stepped into obviously the whole like cycling world, it's like, whoa, I'm just now exposing myself into something that's completely different. And in that moment, you can feel as though that you're massively underperforming. And the same applies whenever you're now changing niche. Or even like you've been really focused on growing like one area of your business and now you're starting to shift gears to focus on something else. You go from obviously having these um, standards and expectations and uh, you're getting all this data and getting all this feedback and validation or whatever it now might potentially be. And then all of a sudden you're like stepping into this new realm where you're trying to find yourself, figure it out. You're maybe not moving forwards at the speed that you have been. And you feel as though things are taking longer. There's frustration. You're not uh, yeah, getting the... ROI that you had now been seeing. But if you now don't allow yourself the chance to shift gears, then we're never really going to actually allow ourselves to extend and raise and um, elevate the glass ceiling that you're currently up against. So if you are stepping into something new, whether that's a new delivery system, whether that's now a new niche, whether that's a new way of creating content, even if it's now going from uh, you know creating posts uh, in the written format to now spending more time speaking on camera, and you're just swearing at yourself after every second word and it's taking you 57 takes. There's always going to be a period of time in the gap where you're underperforming. You feel like you're underperforming, but that's because your expectations now aren't matching and aligned to uh, the reality. And it's about that adjustment phase and being able to sit within that uncertainty and having that patience. And when you can exercise that, you can practice that and you can be okay with that and not have the same level of um, expectation of like uh, data or feedback or gratification, whatever it now might be, you then can win the game because you're playing a different game to the majority. So how can you now shift gears and allow yourself to step into something new and be okay with underperforming? And yeah, I think a niche change or shifting your message is usually one of the most challenging things that you can do because you end up going uh, back into sometimes playing not to lose and change is hard, change is difficult. We don't like change as human beings because it creates even more uncertainty. And so actually having the confidence to be able to step into that and again, spend more time developing the systems to actually be okay in uncertainty is going to be such a skill uh, that will stand you in such great stead that I have learned and continue to learn um, as we go on this journey. Number three. Right now, are you the head chef, the waiter, or the front of house in your business? And the way in which I framed this was when you start out in your business, you are likely to be all free. You're going to be the head chef who is now uh, making uh, the menu. You're the one who's experimenting with the different ingredients. You're putting different things together and you're trying to build and create uh, the most delicious meal that you possibly can. You're trying to build and create the very best product and the very best program that you possibly can. At the same time, you're also the waiter who is basically trying to take all the orders. You're trying to communicate, uh, provide an incredible experience for your customers. Uh, you're trying to make sure that they have their needs met um, and they're now incredibly well looked after. While simultaneously being the front of house, you're doing the marketing, the messaging, the sales, you're thinking about the strategy. Uh, you could also now add like an additional like, you know, uh, manager to this. And you're therefore also then having to try and run the ship, manage the admin, manage the finance and everything in between. And when you're at the start of your journey and you're kind of just beginning, you're now going to be doing all three. And the most important thing is being able to, of course, 
learn within those different roles, but then start to understand, right, okay, which now needs my greatest focus and what is now going to be my biggest priority at this present moment in time? What is going to be the thing that's now going to move the needle? Is my menu, uh, are the ingredients and are the meals that I'm now creating of the standard and the caliber that they now need to be so that my customers are now going to tell other customers because of the results that I'm now currently getting? Is it my uh, coaching skill in terms of how I now communicate, the waiting, uh, the customer experience that you now provide, and uh, also the culture and the community that you're building? We could almost talk about like the ambience or the energy um, of a restaurant. And then front of house, which is have I got a great product? Have I got a great delivery system? And is my coaching process fantastic? And I'm keeping clients in the business. But the biggest challenge that I now have is actually marketing and messaging and actually now getting new customers into the business because they haven't actually now been able to experience and or try the food as of yet. And therefore, they haven't now been able to really step into the restaurant for them to be able to sit down and uh, order from the menu. And so I want you to think about right now, what do you believe is the biggest constraint that is stopping you for, and holding you back from being able to grow? Is it the fact that you don't have the product and the program at the level that you now wanted to? Is it that actually your coaching process is not where you need it to be and you've got clients coming in the door and then they're just leaving um, after a shorter time frame that you would now like and you struggle to now really retain clients? Or actually is it, do you know what my biggest challenge is? I just really struggle to get the right types of customers into my business from a front of house perspective. And then as you start to scale and grow, it's about then understanding, well, okay, where is my field of excellence? Where am I now at my best? Where am I the most fulfilled? And where do I now want to be spending my time, effort and energy in alignment with actually what uh, I really want to build this for? which is uh, going to be you stepping into your skill set. And therefore, what do you need to start to delegate, systemize, and also automate? And as you do this, you can then start to build a team. Again, think about the very best restaurants you ever now go into. The head chef is not the waiter. The waiter is not the front of house, and the front of house is not the head chef. They all have different roles. They all have different skills. And then also, they have systems and processes in place that allow the experience to be exceptional. And allows it to flow incredibly nicely, which is exactly the same for your business. So think about where you are in terms of your coaching program at this present moment in time, where you're currently spending your time and energy. And then also as you continue to ascend, what is it that you now want to start to offload and delegate and who do you now want to bring in and or what systems do you now need to put in place to now be to support you so that uh, you can now become more economical, you can become more efficient and you can operate at a higher level, um, but with more efficiency. Which brings us quite nicely onto my next point. And this is something that, hit quite hard. And the reason that I believe it hits quite hard is because your business is is you and it can be so easy, obviously, just to take everything personally. And especially when you're putting yourself out to the world and you're opening yourself up and you're uh, posting content, you're talking on camera, uh, you're speaking your thoughts and you're kind of exposing yourself to being judged on an even higher level. And the question that I asked the team a couple of weeks ago is, would you consume your own content right now? So if you were your dream customer, would you now be going onto your social media every single day to see what you're up to, to see the value that you're adding? 
Would you now be um, really, really engaged and immersed in the content that you're now creating? And would that now be inspiring? Would it be uh, entertaining? Would it be informative, educational? Uh, would it just make you feel fantastic? Like, would you consume your content and would you now see yourself as the go-to? And if the answer is yes, fantastic. And I would then love to understand why do you now believe that is? What is it that you're now currently doing so that you can now start to look at the breadcrumbs uh, that you've now been leaving so that you can now continue to build upon those? If the answer is no, well, this is a great place to start because that is the front of house. That is absolutely um, everything in terms of your business. It's very much like if you walk down a high street and you looked at shop windows if the shop window uh, had a load of cobwebs, it was dark, uh, it had the curtains pulled over and there was nothing really in there and it was just shit, um, it would be very, very unlikely that you were now to go in. Whereas actually, if it you know, was incredibly aesthetically pleasing, it was insert whatever it was giving you, you'd be more than likely to actually take a step into the shop, which is, of course, then people coming in and consuming your content and then wanting to actually know and learn more. So would you consume your own content? Go through your social media right now and actually look at your posts, look at how you've been um, taking photos, your carousels, your reels, uh, and think, right, okay, will I actually now consume this? Is this actually something that I would be interested in watching? Um, and the biggest lesson for me when it comes to creating content was I spent so much of my time trying to create content for everybody else. And I would sit and I would ponder for ages. And I think, what does the market want right now? What does everybody else want me to say? And the biggest kind of aha moment I had was when I realized, actually, do you know what? I was just going to create content for me. What did I want to talk about? What was I excited about? What was I interested in? What had I been up to? And again, great thing for you to be able to think about is what did you do yesterday that was story worthy, that you can now create a piece of content around that? You can now, of course, uh, document, but also then in, uh, integrate some key lessons or pieces that you now believe are going to be powerful for uh, the people that are now watching which is obviously going to give them some key takeaways. So looking at how I can spend more time developing that is a skill. It's doing the reps. But I think if you can really just like follow your nose and trust your intuition and you can actually just create content for you, there's going to be more creativity, more excitement. There's going to be more connection, more alignment. There's going to be less friction. Um, and actually, you're going to have far more fulfillment in the process, which means that you're going to be far more consistent with it, which then means that you're probably going to outlast the majority because it just comes far more naturally to you and requires less energy. So I'd love to know. Would you consume your own content? If so, yes. Why? If not, what now needs to change? And on the subject of the content side of things, what's currently compounding for you and what's currently compounding against you? Is your content right now compounding for you? Are you now currently sowing the seeds? Are you currently now developing and nurturing the relationships? Are you now currently um, building trust? Are you now adding so much value to the marketplace that you are now consistently compounding uh, the work that you are now doing and you are now further extending the runway and the relationships and the audience uh, connection you are now creating. Is your training currently compounding for you? Is where you're currently spending your time and energy currently compounding for you? And then obviously uh, opposite that is what's currently compounding against you. What are you currently doing that's not serving you? And one of my favorite books ever 
is the slight edge by Jeff Olson. And I remember one bit in the book where he really talks about, um, you know, if you knew that you were going to eat a burger and you would now and chips and have a takeaway every single, you know, uh, tomorrow and you would have a heart attack, um, you wouldn't eat the burger, the chips and the takeaway like food. But when you now do that once, there's very minimal to no effect. When you maybe do that a couple of times, there's very minimal to no effect. Uh, when you potentially do that over a week or a month or a couple of months, there's maybe a little bit of effect, but you don't really see it all that much. But what you don't realize is that it's if like these things are now compounding in the background and it's now not compounding for your health and now where you want to be. Um, and it's obviously the accumulative effect and obviously the buildup of that most importantly. And that for me, aside from obviously thinking about the caloric side of things and all of those good things. Um, and if I put it into the context and the frame, it's like understanding like what we now do in the now usually has very little consequence. What we do in the now doesn't really have a big effect, whether you go to the gym or not, whether you do your steps or not, whether you eat that thing or not, uh, whether you have that conversation or not, whether you uh, scroll on social media for too long or not, uh, what you consume, like None of these things, obviously, in the moment really have an immediate effect. But when compounded over time, it's even now taking you on an upward trajectory um, and or it's decaying and it's now compounding against you. And when you can start to take a little bit of an audit and understand and look at what are the behaviors that are now currently serving me, what are the behaviors that aren't currently serving me, and you can start to extend the time horizon and just now look at that longer term view, you then start to, again, play a different game, which actually will then allow you to win because of um, all of the work that you've now done and you will be able to look back and your previous self, your future self will currently will thank your previous self for the work and the time and the decisions and the discipline that you've now had to now be able to get to where you are. Because success is always a lagging indicator. Success isn't now this thing that I believe that you kind of, and of course you can determine and coin what success is, et cetera, but it's always a lagging uh, indicator. It comes usually after the thing. So really just starting to think about, right, okay, what will I do today that my future self tomorrow, next week, next month, uh, the vision that I have my 80 year old self will thank myself for. Um, I do believe it's just a great frame for you to never to think about when you're looking at how is it that I now want to behave um, and how can I now really just place my focus and effort on the small things, which when compounded obviously can have a huge effect. And that is a beautiful little seg uh, way into having endurance in your business. And I spoke about this in my stories. I put this in a piece of content uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I've obviously recently got into the whole kind of like uh, endurance world on a, on a kind of a far more kind of intricate level. And whenever you're now trying to increase your performance, whether that's now on foot, in the pool, on, on the bike, or even, you know, in the gym as well, the most important thing that you can now build is your efficiency. It's your economy. It's the repeatability. It's not the intensity that you can now operate at, but it's the repeatability that you can now continue to turn up time and time and time and time and time and time again. That obviously now will build capacity. When you now build capacity, you have a tolerance to now uh, handle a greater amount of volume, which therefore now means that your recoverability improves. And obviously then, uh, thus, you can obviously now start to operate in higher thresholds and recover from those bouts. Um, and also you can push to new levels. Exactly the same applies with your business. It can be so easy sometimes to operate in zone four, or zone five, and just feel as though that everything has to be a sprint. 
again, I remember when I got into the endurance world, like everything for me was like 180 plus beats per minute. And if I wasn't now absolutely blowing out my hoop, then I actually now wasn't working hard enough and going slow basically really was the biggest challenge that I now faced. But the thing that I now had to learn the hard way was that me operating at top whack and top intensity and giving RPE 10 to absolutely everything just quickly led to uh, bottoming out, not being able to progress my performance any further um, and actually limiting the potential that I now had and also feeling like shit uh, and reaching kind of uh, max top ends that I knew that I had the capacity to now be able to push past and it wasn't through a lack of effort. Um, it was just because I would I basically just expose myself such as to a level of fatigue that I now couldn't adequately recover and I didn't have a big enough base from which I could now build upon. And the only way that I was now going to get better and the only way I was going to get faster was actually if I was to do the opposite of what it was that I was doing, which is shift gears, spend more time in zone two, building uh, that efficiency, becoming more economical, building that repeatability, not getting to the end of a session and feeling absolutely bugged, but actually now being able to do it again and again and again and again, and then topping up 20% with the higher intensity stuff, which then uh, obviously allowed me to tap into what I now needed without then me being absolutely bollocks at the back end. And business is the same. You feel as though that everything has to be a sprint. Everything has to be zone five. Everything has to be like, go, 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 go. Do, 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 do. How much more can I now facilitate? I need to push for this. I need to push for that. Um, and you feel like your business is always broken. Your business will always be broken. But it's actually starting to look at actually, how can I become more economical? How can I become more efficient? And a great frame that I gave was like, how can you now make your old zone four, your new zone two? which basically means that your capacity is now so high that you've uh, allowed yourself to become so exposed to such a level of uh, workload and you've positioned yourself in the very best uh, way and you've now been able to do the things that are now compounding for you that you can now operate at a far higher cadence and you can operate at a far higher level without you um, having to output the same level of energy and intention, uh, same level of energy and the same level of effort have, as you have now done previously. Um, and I think about me, it's like, I remember when I uh, scaled to 50 online clients back in 2015. Uh, and then I was like, Fuck, right, this feels pretty, pretty heavy right now. And uh, I feel as though I'm doing so much. And then I pushed up to 75 and I got to 75 clients. And that's pretty much when I hit like overreached and uh, burnt out, ended up being completely buggered in bed and all those good things. And I then had to push back down to 45 clients for a period of time. And that was such a big lesson for me. But what actually happened was when I pushed back down, when I pushed, when I went back down to 45 clients, it felt easier. It felt more comfortable because I'd exposed myself to obviously operating at 75, 80 plus clients. And then I'd actually learned the systems, the, uh, the frameworks, the strategies. Uh, I'd understood my edge and where I, how far I could now take myself and what I now needed to do in order for me to now become more effective uh, with those 45 clients, which then actually allowed me the uh, capacity to then be able to push up then to 100, then build a team, then basically go to 150, 200, et cetera. Um, but it was only because I was able to now learn the hard way um, that I now need to spend more time just building my base. So think about right now with regards to your RPE with your business. How much time are you spending in eight, nine, and 10? And how much time are you spending now in four, five, and six? And yes, there's now going to be times and uh, there's absolutely going to be a place where you need to sprint. And you now need to be able to have the um, 
platform to be able to go and do that. But most importantly, when you do a sprint, it's like, how can you now come back to a higher baseline? How can you now come back to a better place? So it's not sprint completely bollocks, burnt out. You're then incredibly inconsistent because you now can't maintain it. You then have to climb yourself back up to a half decent level again. You then go again to try and make up for what you've now just lost. And the cycle then continues to repeat and you're up and down like a yo-yo. So building endurance in your business, making your new zone two, uh, your old zone four or zone five is the way in which you now very much win the game. And final few, I'm going to shift into the coaching side. And there's an incredible book, which is called um, How to Think. And it's by uh, Nancy Klein. And I was reading it a couple of weeks ago. And one great frame that uh, she conveyed in there was, What's top of mind? And so whenever you're now going into like a coaching conversation or you're thinking about, right, okay, how am I now going to communicate with this person? You can quite often go in with like an agenda and or with this desire and willing and want to be the rescuer, the problem solver, the person that now can basically pull them out from the challenges that they're currently facing and or experiencing. And it can be quite easy to go into problem solving mode. Instead of just now being able to, and again, doing this on calls, just starting off with what's top of mind right now. And then just allowing them the space to now be able to communicate what it is that they're now thinking about. And she then went on to say something which was, uh, I thought was great. And that was, how do you now create explosions in your client's minds? How do you now create explosions in your client's minds? And she said, by giving them your full attention by being incredibly present, being engaged, being able to now listen on that higher level, which is a skill in itself and something that I'm still trying to develop and improve and will probably continue to be a student and a novice at. But being able to just communicate with your clients, like what's top of mind right now? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? We did this actually in a, in a group uh, session a few weeks ago and it was just unbelievable. The emotion, the connection, uh, what the coaches now took from it was just insane. And what you realize is when you really hold space and you're really actively engaged uh, and you're not now trying to butt in or communicate, you just allow that person the real time to now be able to think. And what ends up happening is they end up solving their own problems for themselves because you're just actively engaged and allowing them to unravel what is currently going on in their mind. So the next time you're having a coaching call or a conversation, instead of now going in with an agenda, uh, and this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. Or this is the trial and challenge and the problem that you're facing. What's top of mind right now? And I guarantee you uh, that when you apply that uh, and you just simply hold that space, it will be so, 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 so powerful. And be one of the most uh, incredibly enlightening coaching calls that you now ever have. And also for you, you don't go in with this mentality and this pressure of having to try and solve or save somebody. Um because you just now know that you're simply being the facilitator um, of their thinking, which is such an incredible thing to now be able to do. Um, and then, of course, if they ask for your opinion or they ask you for uh, your brain and their and your thinking, then that's obviously when you can uh, connect and you can then start to um, obviously present your thought process around whatever subject matter uh, that it is that you're going into. Okay, I've got four or five more, but I think I'm going to land the plane with uh, two more. Which one am I going to go with? Okay, I just needed to get better at being me. Then I'd get the thing. I had a brilliant call with one of our amazing coaches uh, last month. 
And uh, this person has been on a, an amazing journey himself. Uh, he's been through a lot of evolution, a lot of change. He's grown and built an incredible coaching business. Uh, he's had the ups, he's had the downs, and now he's had the ups back again. And he's in a place right now where there's a huge degree of stability. There's a high degree of um, consistency, focus, alignment, and uh, everything is now really going from strength to strength across all areas of this individual's life uh, off the back of a pretty kind of challenging period. And I said to him, like, what do you now believe has changed? And he said, I realized I just needed to start getter at getting better at being me. And then I'd get the thing. He chased the thing for so long that he had basically not allowed himself to get better and improve that there was no stability. Because within himself, he didn't have a platform. He wasn't now allowing himself to really think for himself, operate from a place of um, authenticity, wasn't really allowing himself to be at his absolute very, very best. So he spent all his time just now chasing bigger, better, more new clients, the next strategy, the next whatever. Uh, but in doing so, it was all external and it wasn't actually internal. And we always say that your own personal development, your own personal growth will limit uh, how far your business can now really go. And your business development is always a prerequisite of your own personal development. And um, like our, our whole ethos is centered around um, get the person thriving, the people and profit will follow. Your business ambition is always limited to the energy and the vision you have to give to it. And when you are, um, you know, the, the brand initially, like that is the very energy or a lighthouse uh, that is going to be the thing that's going to radiate out, that is going to attract uh, either the right or the wrong types of people and is going to give you the platform to now be able to uh, make shit happen and uh, really now go and move forward in the on the trajectory and in the direction that is now aligned to you and success and what your rich life now really looks like. And so for this individual to almost go through like this huge high and then it come crumbling down and then having to rebuild but now rebuilding it on solid foundations because he was just focused on getting better at being him. As a byproduct, his coaching improved. As a byproduct, his business improved. As a byproduct, uh, he was attracting better quality clients into the business. Uh, he's got far more stability, far more safety. Uh, there is just a far higher degree of cadence in terms of how he is now performing. And th the thing is now just literally growing uh, week on week, month on month. And the challenges that he's now facing are no longer impacting or degrading or um, lingering any for anywhere near as long as they now have been because of the systems and the framework that he now has in place to have a greater degree of bounce back ability and uh, a far better emotional kind of regulation to now be able to um, work through those challenges. And when you now have that stack of proof, you have that confidence, that backing, that belief, it's not that you now don't go through challenging times. Actually, as you scale and grow, the problems that you face now continue to get bigger and they're actually amplified and there's more of them. It's actually how you can now sit within those, how you can now communicate, how you can now handle those, how you now operate, how you now behave. Um, and it's actually how you continue to bounce back for those and how you see the opportunity within those, even when it feels as though it's shit and you're getting punched in the face. Um, this too shall pass and there is always better times ahead. But it's about how can I now step into that fear? How can I step into that thing? And how can I now allow myself to sit back into the foundations that you've now created, which again, allows you to weather the storm. So I just needed to get better at being me. Then I get the thing just landed so well and just really embodies and epitomizes so much of what I believe it means to really build an incredible 
foundation and and then obviously have the ascension to now be able to scale a coaching business that's an extension of you whilst then actually being able to perform at your best physically uh, and then actually being engaged and present obviously personally and being able to be that person who now has the complete package everything is now built on the internal not the external but when you get the internal right the external always follows um and it then really does become uh, like a, a mirror the external world becomes a mirror of the internal work that you've now been doing, which nicely uh, segments us into the, the final piece, which is the price of wealth, which I took um, from Morgan Housel, the psychology of money, is being able to endure the unknown and the volatilities, the cost of growth, the price of progress, is being able to sit within that gap, sit within that uncertainty, sit within that unknown, and whenever you're going through that phase and that season and that cycle, which you do, there's always going to be those seasons and cycles. There's always going to be the valley of despair. And there's always going to be that lag effect where there's just going to be challenge. It's then within those moments how you can find certainty. How can you now find certainty in those habits, in those routines, and those things that are now compounding for you and how you've now been able to position yourself and the things that you now do for you, which isn't now just simply the business side of things. It's actually being able to now obviously look even further um, afield in terms of other areas of your life because you are not solely your business and your business is not solely you, which is why we believe it's so important that there are so many other things uh, that you now have out with that that you can hang your hat on. And actually, when you have certainty and stability in other areas, that allows you to ride the wave of uncertainty and the volatility that you now face within business. And um, I'll be open, honest and transparent. There was a period of time over the summer months where we were going through a huge amount of change inside the coaching business. We were going through a huge amount of uncertainty uh, in terms of what it is that we were creating. We'd let go of one thing that we were doing to step into a new thing. Uh, we had to destroy and rebuild certain systems. Uh, there was team ascension roles and responsibilities were now changing i was stepping into a new identity uh we were stepping into a new growth uh phase and in that moment like there was a lot of emotion there was a lot of uncertainty there was a lot of challenge there's a lot of pressure there was a lot of me questioning myself there was a lot of um frustration and the things that really kept me grounded within those moments were number one um my relationship with leanne were number two my training uh was number three like the other outlets i now had in the form of a couple of incredibly close friends um and the other things that I now had in my life that actually brought me joy and fun and um, allowed me just to experience and really see. And again, like one of those things would be like Lola and the rugby, for example, like two things that are like really, really important and are, are, are really kind of uh, key um, values of mine in my life. And actually being able to just have those outlets and have those things, whenever you're now going through those challenging periods, it just takes the edge off ever so slightly. And being able to actually just hang your hat on those and have more certainty and have more stability really does allow you just to kind of um, step into that with a far stronger base from which you now know that you'll weather the storm, you'll see the opportunity, this too shall pass, you'll learn, you'll grow, uh, and better times now will be ahead. But the price of wealth is always now being able to be okay with the unknown and what's now ahead. But just now preparing myself today in terms of the behaviors that I'm now embodying, the habits that I'm now uh, instilling, uh, and the things that I'm now doing that my future self will thank my current self for. So 
I'd love to know. Um, that has been just a big ramble of a whole host of different things that have been top of mind and uh, things that I've delivered um, and or I've written in my journal over the course of November. So if anything's landed, stood out for you and there's been an aha, as always, I'd absolutely love to know. And uh, aside from that, I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. Take care.